So the invitation that the angels made on that night, the invitation for humanity to meet with the holiness of God still stands today. That invitation that was made so long ago in that field, that same invitation is for us now. Would you take out your Bibles? We're going to read from the book of Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And the Bible says this, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you, Father. Because today in this family Christmas service, we get to celebrate you. We get to celebrate the invitation that you made and the fact that that invitation stands for all eternity. Lord, speak to our hearts this morning as you've done so already through the songs that the kids' choirs have, have performed for us and be with us now. We love you. Amen. Good morning. Have you guys enjoyed yourselves so far? All right. Very good. They've done a great job, haven't they? So we're, in Calvary Kids, we, we teach the Bible in a very specific way. We teach what we call the big God story. Theologians would call it the biblical meta-narrative. It's the idea that the Bible is not just a series of stories. It's one interconnected story. And the most important part of that story is, the, is what we're celebrating here today. It's the birth of Jesus. And we believe that everything before and everything that came after points back to that moment. In fact, if we read from the earliest moment of Scripture, in the first verse, we see this. We see that God created the heavens and the earth. And for five days, God speaks everything into existence. The plants, the animals, the, the light, darkness, the seas. But on the sixth day, God did something different. On the sixth day, God picked up dirt and he handcrafted man. On the sixth day, all of the holiness of heaven, all of the divinity of God interacted personally with earth. And not just earth in the like celestial sense, uh, earth like in the agricultural sense, like, like earth, like dirt. And from that moment, God has picked these very specific times when he has interacted with us, interacted in all of his holiness with our humanity. 
And on that night, as these shepherds were resting after a long day's work, all the heavens came alive to proclaim that the Messiah, the holiness of God, had descended and was encapsulated in the form of this little baby. This little human baby who maybe would seem insignificant except for the fact that he was all of the power, all of the holiness, all of the might and eternity of God wrapped up into this one small package. Heaven came to earth in the most profound way. And the people that got to hear about it and celebrate it first were shepherds. So the question is, why shepherds? Out of all of the people that God could have communicated with on that night, out of all of the people that could have received the message of the birth of the Messiah on that field, in that town, why shepherds? If we look through scripture, we see that, that this job, being a shepherd, seems to have a special place in God's heart. In fact, from the earliest moments of scripture, we see that some of, some of our spiritual forefathers, some of the forefathers of the faith were shepherds. We see Abraham. We see Jacob. Later on, we see Moses. We see David. All of these great leaders in scripture started their careers as lowly shepherds. And in fact, if we are made from the dirt of the earth, then shepherds are the most human of all. Because they lived their lives in dirt. They did everything that they did surrounded by and covered in dirt all day long. This was not a pretty job. This was not something that you do that would help you to attain nobility. Being a shepherd was a lowly position. One of my favorite, one of my favorite theologians is a man by the name of Frederick Buechner. And, and Frederick Buechner wrote this sermon. It's called The Clown in the Belfry. And in this sermon, he says this. He says, when I think of shepherds, I think of my friend Vernon Beebe, who used to keep sheep. Some of them he gave names to, and some of them he didn't, but he knew them equally well either way. If one of them got lost, he didn't have a moment's peace until he found it again. If one of them got hurt or sick, he would move heaven and earth to get it well again. He would feed them out of a bottle when they were newborn lambs, if for some reason the mother wasn't around. He always called them in at the end of the day so the wild dogs wouldn't get them. He says, I've seen him wade through snow up to his knees with a bale of hay in each hand to feed them on bitter cold winter evenings, shaking it out and putting it in the manger. I've stood with him, with him in their shed with a 40-watt bulb hanging down from the low ceiling to light up their timid, greedy, foolish, half-holy faces as they pushed and butted each other to get at it. I want to I introduce you guys to somebody. Uh, we, can, we can go ahead and, uh, and see who we're talking about here. <clears throat> um, 
I, I, did, I did the best I could to find a picture of myself when I was 16. Um, this is honestly the best that I could come up with. So there he is. There is 16-year-old Shake. Um, he had gone through a spiritual renewal just a little while ago. In fact, if you look at my left hand, that is a WWJD bracelet. Okay? Anybody grew up in the 90s? Or alive in the 90s? Anybody wore a WWJD bracelet? Come on, it's all right. And listen, let me tell you something. I was not wearing that ironically. That was like, that was like legit. I, listen. Now here's the thing. What that 16-year-old Sheikh didn't know was this. He didn't know that he was about to get some bad news. On that same year, I went to what I thought would be a routine doctor's appointment. But as the doctor pressed the stethoscope on my back, he kind of shook his head and, and he gave me the bad news. He said, he said, Shake, you have an irregular heartbeat, arrhythmia. And he said, possibly it's nothing. Possibly you're going to be fine, you're going to survive, there's no big deal. But possibly you may be facing something that's a little more serious, maybe even, even fatal. I carried the burden of that news with me as I went home that night. And as I lay in my bed, I began to cry. And at 16 years old, I faced the potential, the possibility that my life would be cut short because of something that I had no control over. And so I began to pray. And I remember in that moment something miraculous happened. I felt God whisper a promise into the deepest parts of who I am. It wasn't a promise of healing. It wasn't a promise of even safety. It was a promise of presence. And I remember at that moment feeling the reality deep within me that no matter what I faced, my creator was with me. And in that moment of deep mortal humanity, I experienced the holiness of God's presence. It invaded that moment. Matthew 1.23 says this. It says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The book of Matthew has a rendition of the Christmas story. And in verse 22 and 23, Matthew, Matthew writes, and, and we'll continue, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him... Emmanuel, which means God with us. So why shepherds? Out of all of the people, all of the jobs and responsibilities that could have stood and knelt by the manger of the baby Jesus, 
Why them? And for me, part of the answer is this. A shepherd provides the clearest snapshot for us today of the interactions that God has with us. And just like Frederick Beekner's friend, God shields us. He protects us. God keeps us safe from things that would do us harm. God guides us. God takes us from moment to moment, sometimes good, sometimes bad, and he provides for us what we need. God instructs us. God feeds us. And a shepherd for all of their humanity, for all of the dirt that they are, represent the holiness of a relationship with God. The Lord is my shepherd. And there's nothing that I lack. So that invitation, the invitation that the angels gave to the shepherds on that night still stands today. The invitation for our humanity to come face to face with the holiness of God. Now, I don't know where you find yourself today. It's possible there's a whole spectrum of situations, circumstances, emotions, mood in this room right now. In fact, it's not only possible, it's a fact. But it is possible that there are people in this room who feel like, based on their choices, based on decisions that they've made, they've, they've made themselves disqualified from that invitation. They've severed the possibility of having a relationship and a friendship with their creator, with God and his holiness. There are some people that through circumstances that they couldn't control, feel unworthy, unlovable. Because of decisions that were made for them or upon them, They believe that they are less than what God would desire. But the message of Christmas is this. The message of Christmas is that God came to earth as a baby to communicate with us and to empower us to have a relationship with him that is day-to-day and last for eternity. The invitation that the angels made to the shepherds that day, listen to me, it still stands. And wherever you are today here, that invitation is for you. So if you do this with me for just a few moments, if you kind of close your eyes, we're going to pray. And at this moment, I I want for you to think deeply about what your response to that invitation would be. Do you feel disqualified through your actions, through your attitudes? 
Do you feel like you are cut off from that invitation? Do you feel like you are unworthy based on the circumstances that you faced? Dear God, I thank you. Because this divine moment, the divine moment that the shepherds experience on that field in Bethlehem, we can experience today. And God, as we shepherd all of the elements of our lives, as we juggle all of the things that we face in our day-to-day, we can take time right now to remember that all of your holiness can live in our humanity. That all of the divine elements and traits of who you are are available to us, not because of us, but despite us. And God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you that we get to celebrate your birth. And we get to celebrate the promise you made through all of scripture that is fulfilled in the person of Jesus. The promise that you are our shepherd and that you will call us by name. We love you. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.